welcome to the Thrive Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Drennan. If you're a floral designer on a mission to build a profitable and thriving business, then you're in exactly the right place. I'm on a mission to bust through the secrecy of our industry, make it easier for you to know exactly what to focus on to help you build your business and teach you my favorite mindset hacks so that you can learn to show up with more confidence and authority as you grow your business. I am so grateful to be able to share my journey with you, pass along my best shortcuts and get you on the path to feeling more confident and making money doing what you love. No matter where in the world you're tuning in from, remember, you've got this. How did we get to December? <laughs> where, where did the year go? And I'm sitting here feeling so grateful that I've made it to December. First of all, <laughs> we're all still alive. We're still ticking. So that's super, super helpful to remember. But I'm also really looking forward to starting a new year. And I have never been one to like put off making changes or making updates until a new year. So of course, I'll say if you want to make updates and changes, don't feel like you have to wait for the new year. But I'm happy to and super excited to take the whole month of December and really plan out a very intentional approach to 2024. And I want to take the next couple of podcasts and just walk you through my process, give you a few like super helpful tools that you can kind of keep in your Flower Boss toolkit, come back to and rely on as often as you need to. This kind of approach to annual planning, this approach to self-reflection is so powerful and I know every single one of us gets to ebb and flow with our seasons but this year I'm really 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 embracing taking my time with reflecting on this year because it has been very intense <laughs> and I will share more about that over the coming weeks but I have so many lessons learned that I want to share with you so that you can truly like learn from my own experience because holy heck <laughs> wowzers but that's not the point of this week's podcast episode this week I wanted to pass along the five questions that I rely on when I am ready for a level up when I'm ready for some clarity when I know how I am approaching my business isn't working. And I think it comes as a shock to many people when you can hear in other business owners that we all have seasons where things don't work. We all have seasons where the revenue isn't where we want it to be, where our team isn't where we want it to be, where our marketing isn't where we want it to be, where our habits and productivity aren't where we want it to be. But the beautiful thing about being a CEO and the beautiful thing about being a business owner is that you get to wake up again tomorrow and try again. And these five questions aren't something that I rely on only when things are in their slow periods. 
These are questions I come back to that really encourage me to think very differently, think very creatively when I am approaching a problem in my business. So I wanted to walk through the five questions, but I also wanted to, more importantly, talk you through a couple of very real examples. And I really encourage you to write down these five questions, keep them in the notes app on your phone, save them to a folder somewhere that you can come back to where you want to either do a little bit of self-coaching or you're really into like, I need to look at this differently because I either don't like the result that I'm creating right now or things just aren't working or I feel a lot of resistance to what's happening. But when things just don't feel in alignment, these are my five go-to questions and they are so powerful and so simple. So question number one, what do I want? And this is one of the most important questions to ask yourself as often as possible. And I know it's a question we don't ever ask ourselves. And we're never taught, particularly as women, we are never taught the power of asking this question. And it can be something that you apply in a very small and micro context, or it could be something that you apply from a big picture business perspective. If you have ever woken up and said to yourself, I hate my business, this question is so helpful. And I have had moments where I have told myself, I hate my business. So full transparency here. This is not all sunshine, rainbows and lollipops. But whenever you hear that voice in your head, or you look at your business, or you feel like you are like chained to your business, come back and give yourself space to ask yourself, what is it that I want? I love asking myself this question and doing a giant thought download with it. I love asking this question and going out for a walk with the dog. I love asking this question when I'm making dinner. When you can kind of be in those moments of solitude and really spend some time with yourself and get to know yourself so that you can answer the question. Your brain is always going to come back with the first response being, I don't know. And that's totally normal. And part of it is that particularly as women, we have been socialized to not allow ourselves to answer that question. And It can be really intimidating and really confronting to just even ask yourself this question. I have had times where I've asked this question and you just have a complete meltdown, like the grief and the sadness and the pain and the struggle and the suffering, because you realize just how far away you are from what it is that you truly want what you believe your purpose is, what, why you started your business in the first place. Like it's so easy and it's so normal for us to get wrapped up in the day to day and to lose sight of the answer to that question. And if you are the kind of creative who feels really confronted by this question and you really are at a loss, that's okay. Pay attention to what brings joy, pay attention to what brings you energy, pay attention to what uplifts you and just take it one step at a time. 
And I remember for the first few years of our business, I was very much in reaction mode and doing everything that I thought I was supposed to do in order to look successful. And then I remember doing our first five-figure wedding and I had all of our freelancers around and we had so many flowers and there was so much flowering happening. And I remember thinking, nope, this is not the business that I want to run. I love my clients. I love where we're getting our flowers from. I love the aesthetic, but this just isn't in line with the vision that I have for how I want to spend my time. So, so often you can get clues in terms of what you want by really paying attention to those experiences and what you don't want. If you've ever worked in a corporate job, if you've ever sat in endless meetings, (laughs) if you've ever been dictated by somebody else's schedule seven days a week, you will know what you don't want. So you can always start there. But if you are super intimidated by this question, just purely out of curiosity, start in a place that has nothing to do with your business or your creative output. Start in a place like, if I did not have to worry about pleasing others for dinner or following some rules or supposed to in terms of what I want to eat, if I didn't have to worry about the kids, if I could just give myself permission to daydream right now about what I wanted to make for dinner tonight, what would I eat? You could even look at the restaurant menu the next time you're out for lunch, the next time you're out for dinner, look at the menu. And instead of thinking, what should I eat or what am I supposed to eat? Ask yourself, what do I want to eat? And go through every single item on the list. Let go of, compartmentalize the should do supposed to voice in your head and just start paying attention to what it is that you want. This is one of those experiences that you can adopt from a daily habit perspective. If you could have your coffee any way, how would you have your coffee? If you could dress any way that you want to dress, how would you dress? If you could design the kinds of designs you wanted to design, what would you design? So I start with the really big question because it can feel incredibly confronting, but it's so helpful. So if you're inside the Flower Boss Academy, inside the core curriculum, you'll know that the very first question that I ask and the very first question that you answer for yourself is defining what success means to you and getting crystal clear in terms of what that looks like and spending time really envisioning what does your flower business look like? What does it feel like? What does it smell like? What are the sensory experiences that you have when you define success for yourself? That's a different way of asking the same question. So get crystal clear on what is it that you want. And remember, when you're the CEO of the business, you get to make that happen. Question number two, because we are so conditioned to believe and we go through this education system that completely sets us up for failure when we make the decision to start a business. Because we think, okay, once I can get clear on what it is that I want, then I need to have the perfect roadmap in order to go from A to B to C to D. And it needs to be this linear thing and it needs to be smooth and I need to be perfect and it needs to be all buttoned up and da 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 da. 
if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that that definitely hasn't been my experience. (laughs) Certainly hasn't been my experience in the last few years. And it definitely hasn't been my experience in all of my years of being my own boss. So a better question to ask, if you keep coming back to, okay, Kathleen, I'm clear on what it is that I want. I'm clear on my version of success. If you feel like the next question you should answer is, how do I get there? Ignore that question. And here's a better question. Who do I need to become in order to achieve that? So once you get clear on what it is that you want, think about that version of you. Who do you get to evolve into in order to achieve your goal? If your goal is to run a half acre flower farm on the outskirts of a city and host floral workshops and get consecutive and consistent online orders, who is that version of you? Who is it that you get to become on this journey? 2023 has taught me so much about how interlinked our business and our personal growth are. Our business can only thrive to the level of our own personal development. And because we are born to evolve as humans, we are constantly changing, constantly growing, constantly evolving. So is our business. And so you as the CEO get to step up and become the kind of flower boss, the kind of CEO who creates the business you want to create. This journey is about personal evolution. It's about becoming a new version of you, not a better or a more worthy version of you, but simply a new version, a more courageous, a more confident, a more... I'm going to be a hot mess and just continue to take action. Somebody who is comfortable asking for help. Somebody who knows that Google is the place to go when we've got questions. So who do you need to become in order to achieve your goal? If your goal is to build a $6 million flower business, who is that version of you? If your goal is to build a $100,000 flower farm, who is that version of you? Spend time with that version of you, and that's where you're going to gain so much clarity. Question number three, what assumptions am I making? I love this question because you can apply it to both like big picture thinking, like really big picture thinking in terms of what you might need to do to grow your business, but you can also apply it to super tactical one-off scenarios. It could be that you've gotten a wedding inquiry from a new client that feels very like they're driving the ship, they're dictating the aesthetic, they're dictating the wish list. Ask yourself, what assumptions am I making? Our brain is designed to shortcut. Our brain is designed to consume so much data in a minute that it's always going to be drawing conclusions and making assumptions. But if you can remember that and you can come back and ask yourself, okay, huh, I wonder what assumptions I'm making about the actual human being on the other end of this email. So helpful because it's like all of a sudden you can be like, oh, 
Like, oh, look, it's another human who doesn't know how the wedding inquiry process works. That's no problem. I am more than happy to take my template email, respond back to her, and educate her on how this whole system works. Hey, I'm also going to give her a link to the super helpful calculator on my website or this super helpful blog post that gives her a rundown on what her budget will get her so that she doesn't have to feel like she has to waste her own time. Or this is probably like has been so helpful for me in terms of really understanding how to use social media to grow a flower business. And because we as floral designers get to take a totally different approach to TikTok and Instagram, that this idea of going, okay, what assumptions am I making about how I'm currently approaching Instagram? And even just asking this question, the assumptions might be you need lots of followers. The assumptions might be it has to be complicated. The assumption might be it needs to be completely original or out of the box thinking, or I need to dance, or I need to lip sync, or I need to do some silly trending audio thing. Just get really curious about what the assumptions are that you're making. And it will bring so much clarity because this whole idea of do I need lots of followers to build a profitable flower business? Probably not. I mean, I can tell you the answer is no, but you won't know that until you start asking yourself, what assumptions am I making? This is also super helpful when it comes to communication. So communication with your team, communication with your wholesalers, communication with suppliers, communications with your customers, communication with your spouses and your business partners and whoever else is in your close knit circle. What assumptions am I making? Number four. What is the problem that needs to be solved? I originally learned this question from a tech startup company, and they were so good, so good at corralling all of the non-tech people sitting around the table. (laughs) But this whole like where humans meet technology world, this I find so helpful when it comes to hiring and when it comes to investing in software or a new app. What is the problem to be solved? It could even be like if you're rearranging your studio or your shop front, or you're trying to rejig how you set up your flower farm. What is the problem to be solved? If we take that question and we apply it to investing in an app or investing in a new piece of software, just because the app exists doesn't necessarily mean you need to invest in it or it's actually going to help your business. Before you say yes to paying for that piece of software, before you say yes to investing in that app, ask yourself, what is the problem to be solved? It's so helpful because then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, right. Okay. So if there's stem counting software, CRM software, proposal software, I mean, just literally the beginning of it (laughs) and going, okay. Like I, I do get asked pretty often, like Kathleen, how do you manage your inventory? How do you keep track of your inventory? And I was like, uh, a piece of paper and a Google doc, (laughs) but that's me because I know for me, like I'm not doing giftware. We're not selling like things that have a long shelf life. So our turnover is so quick because I want to make sure that we're going from the wholesalers, from the growers to the customer as quickly as possible, that I'm not keeping a lot of inventory on hand. That works for me and that works for my business. We're also not selling vases. We're not selling teddies. We're not selling like 
giftware, so I don't have any need to keep track of how many you know, specific vases we have in that back storage area. I know many how, how many vases I need to have on hand to run our business for a week and a month. I know how much product we go through in a 48-hour window. The rest of it, I don't worry about. They are problems that I have. So getting crystal clear on what the problem is to be solved is so helpful. And if we apply that to something like hiring, I think this is something I'm going to talk about over the next couple of weeks because we have broken a lot of rules when it comes to hiring. We'll talk about that in a future podcast. But when it comes to you thinking about bringing somebody on in your team or bringing on a freelancer or bringing on somebody part-time, full-time, contract, whatever it is, asking yourself, okay, what is the problem to be solved? If I'm going to bring in another person into my circle of trust, into my team, what is the problem to be solved? And getting clear on that before you make the hire helps you make a better hire. So instead of having all those false starts, instead of going out there and being like, well, that person looks good on paper, I guess I'm just so desperate for help, I just need to hire somebody, which is how I used to do things. So I say that from personal experience. (laughs) But taking that minute and going like, okay, what is the problem to be solved? Okay, now I'm going to go out there and find the person to either be the other pair of hands to solve that problem or the person who's actually going to help me solve that actual problem. And then question number five, and you guys who are longtime listeners who will have heard me ask this question before, but this has been a game changer for me as a creative and for me from a marketing perspective. But question number five, what would it look like if it was easy? Whenever I seem to ask this question to my coaching clients, the answer always seems to be hire somebody. And I'm like, wrong. We all know that that is actually not the easiest way to solve many problems. We've all had our own hiring debacles. We've all had our own experiences in terms of hiring supposed experts, and then it really doesn't help you move your business forward. But this is another one of get past the, I don't know, get past the hiring somebody else knows the answer better than me and come back to the fact that you are creative. You are a creative thinker and really like challenging your own brain and digging in there and asking yourself, what would this look like if it was easy? So this question revolutionized how we approached wedding inquiries. That was the first place that I applied this question, because if you go back and listen to the early, early, early podcast episodes where I talk about our old wedding inquiry process and what a colossal, epic waste of time it was, (laughs) waste of time for me, but also a waste of time for our prospective clients. But I so like, (laughs) wasn't, if I think back to that old experience of like, wow, that was remarkably bad, like remarkably bad. But then you flip it all in its head and you go, what would it look like if it was easy? Okay. If wedding inquiries were easy and simple, it would be very templated. It would be very copy and paste, very much not having to use my creativity or use my brain to solve many problems in the wedding inquiry scenario. And it would be based off of me having done the work to sit down and create our set menu. 
so that no matter who asked or what the scenario was, I could rhyme off for them. This is how much a wedding bouquet is. This is how much a bridal bouquet is. This is how much the buttonholes are. If you want a beautiful, luxurious, amazing archway, it's this much. If you only want kind of our bare minimum in terms of an archway, it's this much. If you want the full luxurious table runner, it's this much. If you want bud vases scattered here and there, it's this much. So instead of doing the whole custom quoting fancy proposal stuff, which for me is such a colossal waste of time and completely unnecessary, I sat down and I did the work to create the concept of a set menu. And then I just started tackling it one wedding inquiry at a time so that I knew every single time out I could tweak and change and adjust. And then that is the wedding inquiry process that I teach you guys inside the Flower Boss Academy. But it has just been so revolutionary to ask that question, what would it look like if it was easy? So it started with the set menu, it started with wedding inquiries, and then we applied it to pricing. So our pricing shortcuts that we share with you guys is all based off of the fact, what would it look like if it was easy? Then we applied it to Instagram. Applying it to hiring is so helpful. And then even truly innovating how we sell wedding packages and actually thinking about what would this look like if it was easy. And then you can even apply it to subscriptions. You can apply it to corporates. You could apply it to so many different areas of your business, but you have to get over that first hurdle of somebody else knows better than me, or I don't know. But really learning to trust yourself and trust the fact that your ingenuity and your creativity is what's going to help you create your systems and create a business that aligns with what matters to you. Because what looks easy to me is very, very, very dependent upon shortcuts, templates, copy and paste, rinse and repeat. I could do this a hundred times a day. That then sets us up to make hiring so much simpler because we've figured out so much of the system and the process, and it's not even near perfect, but we figured out the big building blocks. Then we can bring somebody in who's really focused on the details and really focused on refinement so that they can take the basic rinse and repeat concept, apply it and make it truly phenomenal. So that question of what would it look like if it was easy? And you can apply this question. I mean, you can apply all these questions to your life as well. But what would it look like if it was easy is such a powerful question. If you are like me and you hate figuring out what's for dinner, if you're completely overwhelmed by having to make decisions about what to wear, <laughs> like there's so many ways that you could apply that question to your business and to your life. Just get over that first hurdle, right? Like don't listen to your brain when it says, I don't know, or somebody else knows the answer better than I do. Trust your intuition, and really build that relationship with yourself to ask yourself, okay, no, let's get curious. Like this particular scenario that I'm navigating right now, whether it's setting up a website or making your next hire, you know, rolling out the next quarter acre of your flower farm, ordering your seeds for the springtime, you know, thinking through your plan for Valentine's Day. What would it look like if it was easy? use your creativity and really start to think outside the box because it's your thinking that's going to blow your own dang mind in terms of what you can create in your business. So those are the five questions I keep coming back to time and time again that will explode your brain. <laughs> and they're so helpful. And they're not questions that you're going to get a very quick, immediate answer to. If you are a journaler or somebody who really loves a good thought download, write the question at the top of the page. 
like write the problem, write the question at the top of the page, and then just freehand whatever comes out of your brain and give yourself time to really dig in and get curious into the ideas that your own brain can come up with, because that's where your magic and that's where your superpower is. So I hope that this has been helpful. I'm definitely going to dig into more planning and preparing for 2024 because I'm I'm super happy to see the end of 2023. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's probably the first time that I've really had a year that I'm like, yep, happy to just close the book on that one. Let's move on to something different. Thanks so much for coming. <laughs> okay, as always, my friends, please drive safe. Please, please, please drive safe. Go out there and make some money. Have the most amazing day. Drink your water, eat your vegetables, get some sleep. And I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now.